0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Iron Fist Season 2, Episode 3, This Deadly Secret.
1: Ooh, all that after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, so we've, we, we, we did our first two episodes, and we've gotten some feedback from people, and it seems like the general consensus is stop ranting so much, Matt. Yeah. I'm going to try. I am not going to change my opinions, but you I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try not to rant it's as much about them. If and you honestly, change your opinions, you won't rant so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I think it's, it's important for uh, as a reviewer and discusser of content to be honest about how you feel about it. And if it's shitty, t- say it's shitty. B- okay. But it's uh, not shitty. That d- doesn't mean you have to uh, rant. And so I'm going to try because when, I mean, there are certain things about the show that are shitty. There are, there used to be. <laughs> I'm glad and you they're fe- fixing them. <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way. I think there are still major things that are shitty, but there are things I like about the show. There are things I'm interested in and I'm going to try not to rant as much. Um, and, I mean, I, 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 the thing is, if, if, if I'm ranting about the shitty things, you know when I talk about the things I like in other shows, you know it's genuine. Because I'm not just going to give this show – I'm not just going to give all Marvel shows a pass. Like, if I mean, sh- we did that with the Inhumans. We did not give it a
0: pass. No, I'm saying that's, that's – you know, yeah. we gave it – we gave it the old one two punch and yeah, we damn dumb told, face. We said
1: it was bad when it was bad and, and I and I don't think this season so far is as bad as the first season. I just think still there's still some motivation problems. Um, and, and, and actually we got some feedback from I think Jeffrey James, which is interesting. I don't think what he said is necessarily correct, but I think <laughs> uh, that what he said is maybe a helpful lens to look at this show through for me to be able to enjoy it better this is uh, i guess spoiler alert for the uh, we're going to give a spoiler alert now for the for this uh for the first three episodes jeffrey james wrote in omg i never thought i'd find myself arguing the masters that an episode of <laughs> the masters i guess that's us um that an episode of iron fist was vit- really excellent but here goes spoilers ahead i think you've Totally miss the brilliance of the characterization of Danny Rand. He's not a hero. He's a guy who thinks he's a hero. He's trying to be Daredevil, but he's not very good at it because, frankly, he's a bit dim. <laughs> he's a nice guy, but he's clueless. And he's pompous and annoying and self-righteous. Okay, maybe this isn't as uh, opposed to me as I think. Um, <laughs> self-righteous and full of fortune cookie wisdom. Uh, We are supposed to be annoyed with him because everybody except Luke Cage and Colleen find him annoying and pretentious. Danny is, in fact, a typical rich kid millennial. Uh, That's what's so brilliant. The fact that he's an idiot. (laughs) This is so mean to Danny. I didn't realize how he was mean. I was like, I kind of didn't read the whole thing, and I read part of it. I was like, I'm a flawed hero, but... Uh, he's actually being pretty mean to him. Uh, maybe, maybe as mean as me. Uh, I was more mean to the show. He's being mean to Danny himself. Uh, okay, sorry. An <laughs> idiot makes you want, <laughs> makes you want to see him taken down a peg, which makes us empathize and even root for Davos and Joy. Uh, it also makes Colleen into an even more sympathetic character because she's trying to get him to grow up and, beca- and become a real boy. <laughs> And she is uh, going to be really poed when, like many women dating a millennial dude, uh, she finds out he's hitting on blondes. While find deeper motivations for his actions, he's not deep enough to have any motivations beyond. Matt told me to save the city. Uh, I think it's a uh, <laughs> an interesting post. He's, he's he's pretty 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 harsh on Danny, which. Uh, I think is somewhat fair. Uh, a lot of people would disagree with that because um, some people have written in, uh, you know, stop picking on Danny. I think Ashley Coffin wrote in, like, stop, stop talking bad about Iron Fist, like the character. Stop talking about bad about Danny Rand. You're um, to say to Jeffrey James about yeah, this. Yeah, well, you you, you get, come back at us, Ashley, with uh, with a response to that if you like. Um, <laughs> But okay. he
0: commented on that, uh, saying more. What we have here is a shallow main character, like the boyfriends and girls. Like most shallow people, he's only at his best when he's around people who can bring out the best in him, which is what Luke, Matt, and Colleen do. Otherwise, he's pretty hopeless, which makes him interesting. Much more interesting than if he were just a standard hero stereotype.
1: I, w- I will say this show is not... Uh, it's not falling into some of the same traps other shows do, uh, but, it, but I just don't know that it's executing super well. Um, now... To get all that, getting all that out of the way, I I did not mean to continue to rant. I was trying to say, I'm trying not to rant today and talk about this show. Uh, I will still (laughs) say it. Because I, I just, I just, I, I want these shows to be great. I want them all to be as good as Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, probably in that order. Uh, And I think this is the bottom of, and even when it's operating at its worst, I still think it's better than most of the superhero television that's out there. I think this show is adding like when it's being, it's worst, It's about the CW level of show. Like it's about (laughs) hitting on those like arrow and flash sort of levels just from a, like, writing and acting standpoint i think it kind of lands around there and i i watch those shows too i like those shows even though they're bad so i can talk about this and not rant so let's do this uh that all that big rant to say i'm trying to stop ranting i apologize for all the you who had to listen to that i was just pretty frustrated that they got a new showrunner and i don't feel like they fixed the things they could have
0: well it would be a completely new show if they just you know did everything if they said what did matt carroll not like about the show in the first season let's do all of those things and would be a completely new show
1: well that's what firing a showrunner is is for is is when the the fan outcry is so bad this is bad they replaced him because it was bad you know like everyone unanimously agreed Okay, I'm saying unanimous. That's not true. There are people probably listening to this podcast that are like, I liked season one. It was good. Um, <laughs> it's not unanimous, but it's, it, it, was, it was an overwhelming sentiment that Iron Fist season one was bad. And so they replaced the showrunner, and I was just expecting a more of a like, a, a, a fence post saying, like, we're turning this ship. We're going to turn the ship now. And I don't think we're getting that. I think maybe we will get a gradual improvement. And, and that's I'm, what it looks like I, I hope so it, it
0: looks like we're going to get a gradual improvement because they still want to at least make the character improvements that are happening make sense they don't want to just like oh Danny Rand's been completely rewritten and now he's not doing the dumb things that he was right. before but you have no reason to believe
1: that you know he's made that change or why right and, and so so turning our eyes to episode 3 I think they have uh done that with this episode this episode had an interesting thing uh so many times (laughs) they did exactly what
0: Jeffrey James just did. They sat down at the table and went, this is why I hate you,
1: Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so many times, uh, on television, uh, the drama is all a result of people just not sitting down and talking about, talking about something. I think that that is so often the case yeah And that's fair. I like that this didn't do that. I liked it I thought it was a little awkward the way it happened and I thought the scene with Ward and Danny deciding to uh have this little trick on joy was evidence of Jeffrey James theory that he's supposed to be an idiot because Ward tricked him weirdly and he gave he gave his logic his his logic about how. He actually said something very smart, and it was that fortune cookie logic <laughs> that Jeffrey James was talking about. He said something very smart with, um, that is a very deceptive and negative way. If we're trying to solve this and bring everything out into the open, we should just be open and honest. And I think that was a very, that was a very like profound thing he said. And I was like, yeah. I actually went, oh, wow. Danny, that that's actually profound, and I really agree with him about that. <laughs> you agree with Danny? End of the world's coming, guys. <laughs> and then Ward said, "But please," and he was like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Come on, man! Like you had a good, you had a really good uh, thought there." Um, and and then here's, he didn't. Here's the interesting thing about that, though,
0: is that he and Davos both had the same uh, sort of reaction to. The shitty tactics of the Meacham families. Like Joy was wanting to get Davos to seduce uh, Mika to get the bowl. And he was like, I find this tactic to be, uh, what did he say exactly? Um, distasteful. distasteful. I, ha- I find this distasteful. And then when Ward was like, don't tell him I'm going to be there, Danny was like, that's kind of shady, man. Like, I find that tactic not to, be to be distasteful. I find that tactic to be distasteful.
1: And I think in many ways, these two guys are both just dealing with the uh, fact that they come from a completely different world and they're trying to learn to navigate. Um, And I don't think of Davos that way yet, but maybe you're right. Maybe there's a little bit more in Davos as well. And it it has some naivety to him as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're both trying to navigate this, this crazy world that, you know, that we call home. Um, And, davos is doing it with some malice in his heart you know like he feels spurned he feels like he's been robbed uh danny feels like he's been away from home for too long and you know wants to try to re uh readjust himself back into it but they're both being led by these people who have been here the whole time and are not great people so it's kind of like who allows themselves to be shittier you know, like who who holds to their moral code and doesn't fall that way, and I think we'll uh, we'll see kind of how that all shakes out and and you know why Danny can call himself a hero
1: later. Yeah, I sure hope so. I hope that all comes together.
0: <laughs> One of the things I really really liked in this episode, especially at the dinner scene, is uh colleen's super meta outlook on it where everybody's like just kind of sitting there being really tense and she's just like wow yeah you know wow this is ooh, you guys are just hating each other
1: right now look at that wow just eating popcorn the whole time yeah yeah i really liked how colleen just called it out and what, what, what you know? Where she? It's how it is in real life, and I did. I did appreciate that's the one that I really appreciated in this episode was the, the, the sitting down and just working out your shit because that's that's how things are actually resolved in the real world.
0: Yeah, but then you know, this being a superhero thing, they didn't actually resolve anything. No, they. they at least they tried it though, and I like yeah. that. <laughs> They're like, "We tried your way. It didn't work. We
1: gotta punch it out now." Yeah. Um. What what do what do you think about this uh, this triad situation? I don't know, man. They're like ev- it. It just seems like everybody in New York is so damn shady, except for like. <laughs> well, I mean, Colleen. he is dealing with gang violence. I don't. I don't know if. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, they're dealing with the criminal element specifically. I don't know that. Um. But I don't know. I don't know. I can't really judge. That, like the man on the street isn't necessarily shady. Everybody. Yeah. They've all got this dark past. Yeah. Like this, this, this BB
0: guy. Dark side. How does he know so much?
1: I, I Yeah, I kind of like the BB character. I've enjoyed him. He's fun. The, uh, you know,
0: Colleen's random discoveries are kind of, like, I, I don't know. Like, is she joining a detective agency? Is she starting a detective agency? <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I don't know. That that's uh that that was another scene that had a little that, that scene seemed a little far fetched when BB was like I don't know. They walk in and the only thing they talk about is the throne and she goes that must be the solution. That's I don't know. It was like escape room logic. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was like that's what they mentioned a the throne. There's the chair. Flip it over, you know, like it wasn't uh Yeah. Why would he not want anybody near it?
0: There's got to be something special about it. Search the chair.
1: It's, it's made of wood. That's like <laughs> Flip it over. It's very much uh, an escape room type of moment. Oh, um, yeah.
0: yeah. And, and, and I appreciate it because I'm doing an escape room this Wednesday with my work colleagues.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, so, you know. I'm, I'll drive down. I want to get in the mindset.
1: Yeah, man, I'll just drive down to Tampa. No problem. Um, yeah,
0: it'll be fine. It's like nine hours. It's just not how
1: drive. I got this. Um, <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> I got nothing to do till Thursday. It's fine. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the smaller
0: things that that happened in this episode that I uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to them developing more on, but I'm kind of aggravated about right now because they haven't shown anything
1: regarding Mary other than the slow burn. Yeah, they're definitely slow burning the Mary stuff. I mean, she's we now know... I feel like this episode, we got a lot of on her, though. We found out she was hired by the Meachams. Or not the Meachams, by Joy and Davos. Um, Javos. Yeah, Javos. I like joy-
0: that. joy Hmm. I like Jarvis. Jarvis. J- no.
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, Jacosta, <laughs> Devoy. Devoy's not bad. Uh Davoy. Okay, so yeah. anyway. Joy and Davos. <laughs> Um, Yeah, we found out that she was hired by them. That that That's a huge piece of information we did not have. Um, and I don't know. It started to stitch together, this whole thing. And so it looks like there is a personality named Mary who wants to help Danny. I guess maybe in her stalking of him, she found out he's a good person or something, and <laughs> she's wanting to help yeah. him. Or, or it's just as simple. If it's just as simple as they had a connection when they met on that walk that time... I'm going f- to it just feels a little uh, cheesy but oh yeah um I hope that maybe like she found like like the Walker personality was following him around and she somehow discovers he's a good person and Mary also discovers this and wants to wants to help him because she is apparently a good person at least as far as we can tell uh that she seems to be the good personality and uh, <laughs> Walker seems to be the uh you know, murderous, uh, private Bloody. detective. I mean, she had those
0: machetes and held them up to the Davos throat, yeah, yeah. which is pretty badass. It was. Like
1: Considering what we know about Davos, especially. Yeah. Um, I, well, well, and he did not succumb to her will. He like punched the table while she was holding the knives to his throat. That seemed real yeah, dumb. And, like leaned in real hard. That seemed real dumb, Davos.
0: <laughs> those are sharp Davos. I don't know if you... You haven't been, you know, around long enough, but those are sharp. Sharp things hurt.
1: Yeah, they actually didn't have sharp weapons in, uh, in Kun Lun.
0: Yeah, everything was just blunt force fists. There's lots of sticks and fists. Yeah. <laughs> and someone cuts him. He's like, what is this magic? <laughs> How did you make my bleeds come
1: out with but a scratch? <laughs> uh, <my God. laughs> That's exactly what so, the was so say. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I I think this episode was interesting. I really liked the sit-down. I liked uh, getting to get some information on Mary, and I thought all the awkwardness between, like, Joy and Colleen and then Davos and... uh, I'm glad the hand thing, uh, him, like, bringing up her her failures as a hand person or whatever, like, I'm glad that's what set her off and not, like set Colleen off and not Joy talking bad about our cooking. Right. (laughs) Because that would be
0: so cliche. To be like, oh, look at the women talking about who's a worse cook.
1: Again. Yeah. I I love... Those silly women. (laughs) I love the awkwardness of that whole situation. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Davos and, uh, you know, Davos and Danny standing out by the grill. Davos pretending to be anything other than, like, the violent man that he is 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 sort of fun yeah yep yeah. especially when he's looking at it like he looks at the girl like what are those uh those are meatballs it, you- is this how they are prepared <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i don't think so i don't think you really make meatballs on a grill at least in my experience but i uh
0: really. you do if you're doing it right really yeah meat goes on a grill matt come on well meatballs though they're a little different
1: no they're not they're meat all right, you're the culinary school guy. I will uh, defer to your judgment. Um, all right, anything else you want to uh, mention about this uh, this episode?
0: Not just want to uh, want to get on to. Well, yeah, actually, maybe, maybe so. Uh, briefly about Mary, because it seemed like uh, we might have gotten a third one, because this personality was not uh, cackling in a bathtub filled with water.
1: Right. Walker does seem different than whoever is cackling. Yep. And that um, seems different than Mary. So, in in comics what
0: we saw was we saw Mary as like the baseline personality, and then there was Bloody Mary, who was kind of an assassin and you know, slasher killer. Or Walker and then, it looks like. Yeah. And then Typhoid Mary was the insane
1: personality. Okay. That's that's neat. I've never seen really a well, I've seen multiple personalities where they do this, but not in this way. Um, so they're definitely—it's a slow burn. But we, we found it a lot this episode. Now I'm interested to see you, Typhoid Mary. Uh, what? How? She, her role in all of this? Yeah, it's going to be a chaos element, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> She's the Joker. Yeah, to well, that's, Batman. That's the thing. You've got like the 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 damsel. Then you've got the assassin, and then you've got the Joker. Like. <laughs> All in one body. That's exciting.
0: That which one? Which one's writing the notes for for the damsel, though?
1: I think it has to be the assassin, right, Walker? I would hope so. Yeah, it doesn't seem to make sense to me that uh, that the 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 cackling crazy woman is the one writing these specific notes and being all whatever.
0: I mean, there's the note to stay away from Danny Rand, and then there was the note to stop moving the things around.
1: <laughs> stop moving things around. Yeah. And so it is, <laughs> is the, it does look like it is uh, Mary who is folding the papers up. Yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> I, I bought
0: this pen specifically so that I could write, take my notes on my detective work. Stop
1: moving my pen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. We're we're, we're we're clearing it up. We're clearing it up. It's getting there. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Sweet. Well, guys, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you'd like to, uh, leave us a voicemail. Um, then if you'd like to support the cast, go to patreon.com slash You get early and ad free access to all the episodes. As soon as we record them and get a chance to edit them, we throw them up. Um, they, uh, we, we really like, like these, these iron fist episodes. If you get ahead of us, you can go pay a buck on the Patreon, a buck, a, a buck an episode. And it, uh, throws, throws you into the Patreon level and you can, uh, you know, do the thing where you do the thing. Listen to the Mad Free. uh, Very profound math. And uh, we're going to try to knock out a lot of these episodes in the next couple days. So hopefully in the next couple days we'll have the whole season up. All right, guys. Well, we will be back with you tomorrow with more Iron Fist Talk. Episode four. Tomorrow. Look out for it.
0: Until next time, true believers.